everyone. Give us a few moments while we get set up. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hey. Yeah. How are you? Can you hear me well? I can hear you perfectly. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Um, I moved today to a cheaper house because, you know, bear market and uh, all that. Um, Must be done. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, um uh the internet here is uh, kind of in the process of being set up so um i might expect a little uh, you know interference but i hope it will be fine no problem I, as as you are very aware i'm uh, very familiar with internet being a little bit subpar uh especially when it comes to my video yeah yeah so i'm navigating my way yeah you know through boxes and you know uh, wrapped furniture so yeah but it's fine it's it, it, uh, it was uh, yeah, a difficult day uh, we have three cats uh so moving them was like uh, a little bit uh, hurting cats so to speak uh yeah yeah but now now i'm uh, i'm been set up uh yeah so uh, uh hi everyone um and welcome to our weekly uh, twitter space so uh, obviously today we're going to start with a piece of news that hit us uh, this uh, morning my time um which was that we have been delisted from binance you probably heard yeah um so first of all i would like to kind of address uh, the facts of the matter uh, in order to uh, you know clarify what exactly happened and uh, how we learned about it so uh, there was no announcement or no kind of uh, notification to the team uh, before the event so we learned about it just like everybody twitter and uh, various publications then so we did talk to binance accounting team like account management team uh, about like about many things recently, about ledger integration that we've been working on and uh, other things, and uh, uh, never was it mentioned that we will be delisted. And then suddenly that happened. So first of all, it was a surprise for us, um, not a pleasant one, but uh, like we, we, we didn't know beforehand. Um, I think it's important to uh, emphasize that so that uh, we're absolutely clear both about like the fact that we didn't know uh, and uh, also the fact that it was uh, surprising, and we're still not sure uh, what the reason uh, is. Uh, so we, we can uh, speculate that it's probably due to low trading activity. Uh, I don't personally think it's like directly related to us being a privacy project, but we don't really know. And there was no explanation provided. So basically, they just said, we're delisting you. Uh, that's what the management has decided. We don't know why. Uh, there was no official kind of communication with the team. And uh, that's what happened. Yeah, we, we pretty much have exactly the same info from, from what happened as the community. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was even shared in the Bing Telegram chat before I even saw it on Twitter. Yeah, so uh, uh, in, in the official, yeah, so the official kind of chat that we have, uh, like only mentioned it after the fact. Um, yeah, so um, what does it mean for, for Beam, like a kind of a quick story of, uh, uh, you know, Beam on Binance, as you know, we have been there for a few years. Um, uh, we even participated, I think, in one mutual kind of uh, AMA uh, or something, but uh, there was no like not too, too much interaction other than that um 
yeah, so obviously there is a lot of beam uh, being uh, uh, on, uh, you know, stored or like traded on, on, on Binance. Um, I think most of the volume for a while was there and uh, now it's going to change. So what I expect is going to happen is, first of all, yeah, obviously there will be a sell-off of people who uh, just held beam and, uh, you know, uh, by accident, I would say, and then like they will be uh, rather selling instead of moving. And that's what we saw. And obviously also was reflected in the price. Uh, but in the longer term, I think uh, most people who are actually holding Beam for a reason will either, um, you know, withdraw to to, to wallets uh, and then uh, relocate probably to other exchanges. Um, I think Gate.io is um, one of the kind of more popular, bigger or larger exchanges that uh, uh, still trade Beam. I think there are several others. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what's uh, going to happen like in the kind of uh, short, medium term. Um, I don't know if uh, we can call the price right now kind of stabilized after the event because I'm not sure about the time zones, like if everybody already uh, had, uh, you know, heard the news and had the chance to react on that. Uh, so yeah, about how much, like 12 hours has passed, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, less than, or a little bit over 12 or something like this, just so that yeah. I was, I was wide awake as, as I'm in New Zealand, uh, but I think the rest of the team was, was waking up, having a morning coffee and breakfast. Yeah, as usual, you're in the future, so you, you hear <laughs> things uh, way ahead of everybody else. Um, so in terms of the project itself, uh, first of all, uh, it will not affect uh, the announced roadmap or the current development in any way. Uh, uh, if anything, on the contrary, it will uh, probably speed up some of the things that we've been uh, working on for a while and uh, uh, like announced uh, even very, very recently that we're going, like in the, on Monday in the newsletter, we have announced what we're going to do in the... And uh, it's now very, very clear for us that we need to uh, continue and push with this direction of mostly relying on ourselves. And what this means in practical terms is several things. So first of all, um, the bridges that we have been working on uh, mostly were initially uh, kind of um, pointed towards bringing liquidity to Beam. But now that uh, we have like kind of less trading uh, volume, I think what we will also do is we will probably create uh, Beam ERC20 token and allow to move Beam liquidity to Ethereum. So this is one of the thoughts that we have been kind of uh, contemplating on. Uh, and, and moving like, so what you mean is having been wrapped asset on Ethereum. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this uh, is like a, a great way, obviously, to like open up to a wider uh, set of buyers that are using the DEXs such as Uniswap, SushiSwap, and this kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously, you will uh, lose uh, you know, uh, privacy when trading on Ethereum. However, it will allow for more uh, actual trading and, uh, you know, uh, make the price changes a little bit like more fluid and uh, uh, smooth and probably increase trading volumes, which uh, in the long term, I think is not a bad idea. And uh, yeah, so basically when you are moving to Ethereum, you will, you know, become non-private, non but uh, 
whatever you're holding is still private, whatever you're trading on Beamdexes is still private. So we, we think it's uh, going to be a positive step anyway. So this is like one of the uh, ideas. And obviously, uh, Beamdex. Now, Beamdex, uh, once again, it's like it, it's going to be small initially because the liquidity on the network is small. Uh, but we believe that uh, together with bringing assets from Ethereum and uh, uh, providing them with privacy, I think it might kind of increase the traffic both ways, right? So people will be willing to trade Beam on Uniswap, let's say, but also maybe moving assets, trade them confidentially on Beam. So it might work kind of both ways. Um, yeah, so w w what else? Like all, all of the other applications that we have been discussing, um, uh, Scam is one of them, the application that allows you to create a, uh, a new confidential assets through a contract, which ensures that the supply remains limited. Uh, this is also in the testing phase, and they probably will be released very soon, Dubnet really soon, and uh, mainnet right after that. Um, once again, one of the more kind of sophisticated developments that we have done recently is the addition of uh, uh, Ledger uh, Nano S and Nano S Plus support. Um, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is an exciting one as well. Uh, yeah, totally. And, uh, uh, you know, regardless of, uh, uh, of Binance, I think it will uh, provide uh, Beam holders a lot more uh, security, being able to use a hardware wallet for their holdings. And uh, it's also nearing completion, so all of the infrastructure is completed already. We're now finalizing some UI details, and uh, uh, we will release it as soon as possible. Uh, in the desktop release that uh, is currently already being finalized. Uh, and uh, alongside it, we will also release this kind of simple version of uh, Beam Messenger inside the wallet. This is more of a, uh, like, Nice to have, especially for us. Uh, not the main target, but still uh, something cute to play with in addition to other things. Um, yeah. So, um, anyone? We, we have a lot of people here. Anyone have any questions so far? Like, uh, so if you do, please speak up. Um, and uh, if not, we will continue discussing things that's happening. Oh, I see a request. We have Dirty Rusky coming in. Give me one second. Done. I did it myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just connecting for some reason. Yeah, I wanted to ask. Uh, um, damn it. Can... Yeah, can he laugh? Yeah, it's going. <clears throat> but yeah, I just wanted to ask, uh, is there... Any news or like any uh, development on when will Beam X uh, or when will Beam X have utility for anything at all? Yeah, hi. Can, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Now, my question was like, uh, is there is, is utility coming to Beam X? Because I, I think uh, that would also spark a lot of <clears throat> movement on Beam because Beam X has just been sitting there. It's very stagnant. I think it's very easy to create utility or, uh, um, <clears throat> for something. I don't know, but uh, I think that will help too. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have uh, uh, several kind of things that some of them are uh, already uh, something that we have discussed and uh, partially implemented. 
and some of uh, are like real, relatively new ideas. Um, in, in, in terms of like things that we have been already talking about is uh, the ability to participate in uh, various uh, uh, profits that are accumulated in the pool of the DAO that uh, uh, as a result of uh, activity, let's say, in the BANS application and the, uh, in the future, in the new future, the DEX application. So the commissions will be accumulated in the DAO pool and then uh, BMAX holders will be um, voting on how to use these funds and the, uh, the options will be like, you know, keep holding them in, in the DAO pool or distributing them as dividends between the BMAX holders. Uh, so there are several like, kinds of options. Uh, we do need to implement an additional step, uh, stage to the uh, DAO uh, voting contract in order to make that happen. Uh, but yeah, so this is like one, one of the utilities of, of BMEX, basically participating in the uh, various applications that are uh, integrated with the BMEX DAO and are uh, submitting their profits to the pool. Other ideas which are kind of more, I would say, uh, new, and um, uh, we're still discussing those, uh, is, um, uh, first of all, uh, like one thing, I have mentioned it once in one of the previous spaces, uh, we are still uh, not exactly sure whether we should do it or not, uh, and this is something I think we can discuss. Um, there is a, an option to create a, um, bridge ecosystem in a more kind of uh, decentralized way uh, using the idea similar to what uh, uh, REN protocol uh, is doing or was doing. So basically it's the ability to assets from one chain to another, let's say from Bitcoin to Ethereum and not just to BIM uh, using this decentralized bridge, which is based on BIM network, right? So REN, REN had their own network based on some uh, uh, completely separate uh, blockchain that they could have created, but the concept is very similar because you have uh, stakers. Uh, you need to buy, like in REN case, you needed to buy some amount of REN tokens and then stake them in order to participate in the bridge. And then you become the validator of the bridge. And when you become the validator, you get the commissions that are accumulated from moving assets uh, over the bridge from one blockchain to another. So in technical terms, we have already uh, like we already have all of the building blocks for that to happen. Uh, we have wallets that can uh, communicate using SBDS. We have multi-sig functionality in our contracts. So we can relatively, relatively easily implement uh, this kind of uh, idea. And then basically what you will have, you will have a confidential breach where the stakers are anonymous. So like you don't know who they are. You don't know exactly uh, what their stake is. Uh, however, they are participating, like, you, know, you know the amount, but you don't know who, who stake what, but uh, participating in uh, uh, this kind of uh, MPC type protocol where they co-sign uh, the authorization to move us through the bridge. The problem with that uh, idea is not technical, but rather it's a uh, more of a marketing question. Because one of the problems that we have been having has, has been like, for, for a long time, uh, is the difficulty to kind of position ourselves or differentiate ourselves from other protocols. So today the bridge, uh, you know, ecosystem is quite uh, large, like there are quite a few projects with large market caps that participate in, in that. And they all claim to be decentralized. Uh, very little of them claim to be private, but uh, they all basically say the same words, but 
uh, it's difficult to kind of argue and say, no, but let, wait a second, this is more decentralized, this is less decentralized. Uh, there are very, like, a few that are very centralized, as we know, like, for example, uh, the WBTC, but uh, uh, quite a few others, they're, they're playing in this space. And the question is that uh, how we will be able to compete, not in terms of the technology, but more in terms of the like, awareness and, uh, uh, you know, claiming our space uh, in, in this market. That's like one additional idea. And this, this goes back to like the discussions we've been having more recently about like whether focusing on being ecosystem solely or more uh, focusing like on, on adding to other ecosystems and, and benefiting from them. Yeah, yeah, this I think, is, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that uh, I think uh, right now <clears throat> creating as much utility for a BMX token uh, as possible, like with the DEX, let's say fees or whatever it is that you guys figure out, however you figure out to implement the utility and maybe somehow into the Messenger app or whatever the official apps or the apps that are coming out from the, <clears throat> the development team. And what you proposed wrapping big uh, i'm sorry uh beam is is interesting but um i think wrapping beam x representing that defi utility ecosystem would make more sense unless you uh are anticipating on creating some sort of a privacy on the ethereum side as well uh, if that makes sense yeah uh, i understand what you're saying like i, I don't think it's uh, um it's possible to to kind of bring the privacy to Ethereum at this point, uh, but yes, so definitely we can wrap BMX as well and uh, uh, use it as a utility token for all of these operations. Basically, all, all the applications that we were working on are some uh, like are tied to BMX ecosystem on some level. Uh, that's for sure, right? That's that's like why BMX exists and why the DAO, uh, you know participates in these decisions and finances these protocols because they are actually part of the ecosystem. Um, uh, like, like, is there any, like, are there any other private assets that are wrapped on Ethereum? I'm just trying to, like, is there a wrapper? You know, maybe there is. I, I think... Because I just, I just feel like it's kind of laughable to wrap Beam when it represents a privacy. I mean, I, I understand you can hold it kind of like a, as a, almost like a stock, but you know, it just to me, it just seems so silly. I think it's more, more or less, uh, it would make more sense uh, to wrap uh, or make Beam X the actual token to represent the ecosystem that's running on Beam. You know, yeah, and, you know, and you know you tell you that it comes with. I, I first of all, I totally agree with you, uh, and this is like one of the reasons why. Um, uh, you know, for, for a long time, there was this discussion about wrapped beam. And then I always said, like, what's the point? I mean, like, you, you lose privacy, you want to trade beam, trade on beam. But the issue is, uh, or, or the fact is, that uh, a lot of people out there that care less about privacy and more about, like, the trading and speculating, whatever, and they will not come to beam network, right? They are already on Uniswap. They're already on Ethereum. And uh, for them, it might be an opportunity to kind of, you know, get to know Beam even before they start to use it as a privacy feature. But yeah, I, I totally but, agree. Both Beam and BMX I are think, good candidates. But I think if you think about it, right, if they have wrapped Beam, 
they're not never going to even experience it, right? But if they have a utility token, let's say Beam X, they're more than likely to go back on the Beam chain. Okay, what can I use this for? How can I use it? How does it benefit me? Oh, I can, you know, I think like that would not only bring liquidity into Beam X and bring Blive to it, but it also would bring some of that uh, <clears throat> uh, volume into the Beam ecosystem overall. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. It makes total sense. And uh, yeah, thank you for that point. Yeah, actually, a really good point. Totally. On, while we're on the BMX topic, uh, we had a few questions from Master Quest, who I believe is in the chat. So thank you, Master Quest, for the questions. Uh, I'm going to run through them real quick. First, when will, oh, and this is very relevant, when will BMX be available on exchanges? <laughs> uh, yeah, great question. Um, so, f first of all, uh, as far as I know, like mo most uh, exchanges today uh, require some kind of payment in order to get the coin listed. Uh, you know, it's this uh, <laughs> days everybody wants to get paid somehow. Um, obviously, we are not in the position to to pay uh you know this this kind of money usually so we, we are obviously open to listing bmax on any exchange that will list it and i do believe that brings us back to the dirty rusky point like what when this token will have more utility it will be more attractive and then people will kind of uh uh you know uh, ask exchanges or kind of uh, uh manifest their uh, we, uh, you know um Will to list it and trade it on exchanges, so it comes hand in and, hand uh, both of these points. And I think swapping it on Uniswap, if you you know wrap it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That that's that's for sure. Uh, one thing that uh, like uh, I am the most interested in these days, like the question that I have asked several times, is like whether there is a. Um, um, kind of a way uh, to survive just as a layer one, uh, you know, separate blockchain. Because um, let, let me give you some examples, right? So, for example, Solana. Solana is not a bad blockchain, like they have their problems. But now that we see what happened when uh, FTX went down and uh, uh, it, it became very clear that a lot of their um, price, activity, development was uh, prop sponsored by, by FTX and, you know, its subsidiaries. So, like, when we look at this project, like, which part of their value comes from intrinsic value and which part of their value comes from, uh, you know, market, not manipulation, but rather, you know, market activity that uh, was uh, uh, financed by, like, this uh, uh, specific, like, body. Uh, and another example, the reason I, I specifically mentioned Solana is because of uh, non-EVM uh, chains, right? So non-EVM chains today, they're kind of in this awkward position. It's much more difficult for them to attract developers. And, you know, I'm not even talking about the quality of documentation, which we need to improve. But in general, there is a very uh, kind of, you know, consensus or drift to uh, EVM chains today. Ethereum leading the pack, obviously. <clears throat> but if you don't have EVM, uh, it, it's much more difficult for a chain to, to, to create its own kind of rich development ecosystem. Now, one of the examples that are uh, working well, I think, or seems to be working well, uh, is Starkware. And uh, 
once again, it's kind of uh, like Aleo, also a great example. Aleo, if you don't know, is a new ch relatively new chain uh, that raised a lot of money uh, for ZK rollups with their own uh, programming language for ZK rollups and their own implementation. And it's going to be very interesting to see what exactly is going to happen with, with their development because on one hand, they provide ZK rollups, which is very uh, popular and on-demand feature these days. Uh, the reason it's popular is because it both solves the scalability issues for Ethereum, obviously, but also provides uh, the kind of privacy that governments like. You know, uh, they can see things, but you know, other people can't. Uh, so there is much for investors, for example, to invest in this technology because they're not, you know, investing in this scary privacy tech where you know nobody knows what's going on, like Beam or, you know, Monero for that reason. Uh, but they are investing actually in. Uh, uh, something that's uh, much easier uh, to play, you know, with regulation and and, and all that. Uh, and, and on the other hand, in order to create applications that can work with ZK rollups uh, that they provide, uh, they need to implement uh, everything from scratch. They can't just take the existing Solidity code uh, and, and move it forward, right? So uh, there are, I think, negotiations right now between Starkware and Uniswap to implement this on... Uh, uh, on their platform, but I don't know exactly what's going to happen with that. Yeah, and one of the huge like benefits, and and I think one of the reasons that we're focusing or or looking to add EVM support to Beam is the amount of like uh, documentation, developer tooling, and these kind of things that come with it, uh, along with like some some tried and tested contracts. Uh, written solidity and this kind of thing. Yes. Can I say uh, something about the development though? Because one thing I will sure. say, and I have, uh, I'm not the only one who's, I've heard this through many uh, Beam holders, is uh, <clears throat> the very centralized way of developing <clears throat> and pretty much releasing anything or just, it's almost like you guys don't want anyone to help you. You know what I mean? Just, it's not like, I, I don't know, it's just like uh, there's only select few that make the decision, they build on Beam, and you guys are not letting anybody else in. <clears throat> and that's the biggest complaint. Um, yeah, like I, I understand where this is coming from completely. Um, I mean, and if you think about it, the more people that can contribute to Beam eco ecosystem, the larger it can grow and i remember in the early days a lot of people actually turned away from beam for that specific reason and i remember that beam was growing on a promise how it's going to start off centralized and eventually kind of like let the baby walk and grow right but it's just it has i haven't felt that and i think uh <clears throat> decentralizing beams development uh would really help you <clears throat> Yeah, no, no, no argument here, right? So uh, I, I totally agree. The thing is that okay, um, it's not like we don't want to, really, like truly. There is absolutely no uh, benefit for us to keep the development centralized, like whatsoever. But it was very difficult for us, and it still is very difficult for us today um, to create kind of a, I, I would say, working process that. Um, uh, that allows people to 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 provide like meaningful contributions. We have seen some examples, uh, mostly with 
um, applications around BIM, I would say, is the core technology uh, that were successful. But uh, for many reasons, with, and it's not like we, we say, okay, here comes somebody that wants to propose a feature or anything, and we don't want to accept it. That's, that's not usually the case. The case is that the learning curve uh, is, is a bit steep. And uh, one of the reasons why we really want to add EDM to beam chain to, to, you know, to the main net is exactly to uh, reduce this friction. Um, when we say that, you know, talking about documentation, uh, I think the most kind of the, the most useful uh, thing that we uh, should and uh, will try to provide is kind of modifiable examples. Uh, this is something that I think most developers are used to uh, going through some tutorial, which uh, explains step by step how to create a simple application, and then you can uh, modify it and learn from other examples that uh, you know have already been implemented. But because of the complexity of, uh, you know, not complexity, but the difficulty of the, of the implementation of our contracts, you know, C++ and all that, uh, it's not very simple. Even for a person who will just, you know, uh, let's say come to work on being full time, it will take him, you know, probably a month or so to just get up to speed on how to write these contracts. We know that because we had this situation. We, when we have created, um, uh, just you know, back in the day when we have just added uh, uh, smart contracts and the virtual machine, we have hired a team of developers dedicated solely for creating DApps. And uh, uh, for them, it was very difficult contracts. And even until this day, there are very few people, even inside the BIM team, who are actually writing these contracts, right? So, yeah. Well, like, I'm, not, I'm not solely talking about core development. Like, for example, I remember back in the day when BIM first released its atomic swaps, there were people who I think Beam missed out on a lot of volume because there were people who were willing to for free, you know, to code or whatever and to add their blockchains to be able to atomically swap their chain for Beam. And the, the, the core development said no. Uh, and I think like uh, moves like that uh, caused mm. Beam a lot of a lot of volume. Um, maybe I'm not sure about that, but, you know, uh, Maybe if you can bring specific examples, because I, I, I don't think like back in the day when we have added uh, atomic swaps, uh, we did it in two stages. First, we added the Bitcoin and Bitcoin like blockchains. So it was our decision what to add at first, definitely. So we added Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, Q2, I think. And then in the second stage, we have added Ethereum and Ethereum kind of like uh, blockchains, right? So. But I, I don't think that somebody came to us like and said, uh, let's add this chain. And they, like we said, no. No, there was, uh, I, re I remember having this discussion in Discord. That's when everybody, because uh, it's been a while since any of the core developers been in Discord. But I, I remember this distinctly and uh, he pretty much mm. was denied. He, he kind of left Discord, uh, not in a polite manner. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think like if Beam was more leaning towards like, hey, okay, there's Beam and without Beam controlling what I can atomically swap for Beam, I mean, that's just one of the things that could help improve Beam. You know, if, if you're a blockchain no, build too, hey, you're welcome to come and join us. You know what I mean? If it, I, I don't know if you're willing to code that part for your chain. No, that's for sure. Uh, we have another request here. One second, let me try to uh, accept. Uh, Chinizo, I think, is the username. 
Are you there? I'm not sure. Yeah, moving on. We have uh, quite a few actually. Uh, more follow-up questions, some from Max and Flaxy. One that has come up a few times uh, in recent weeks. Max was doing a, a lot of stuff in the Discord and keeping the community and, and check and update and this kind of thing. And, and there's a few questions on who's been or who's going to replace him. Uh, and there was also a question or a suggestion even brought up in, I think it was the Prism chat yesterday from a user dash, 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 or something like this. Uh, and it was about like someone helping out in Telegram, a community member rather than, than someone from the team. Uh, and I just want to say that, and, and I think you'll agree, Alex, that a great idea and great suggestion. We are, are looking to have someone from the community to help out in both Telegram and Discord. Uh, and we'll be trying to get on top of that in the next days. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think it's a very good idea um, uh, for, for several reasons. So first of all, I think one of the things that uh, I personally uh, would really like uh, you know, to improve uh, both for myself and in general uh, is organizing uh, the opinions and less that are being voiced uh, by the community. Uh, the community has been great all the time. Uh, very support. It's very important for, for, you know, for the team and for everyone else. And um, uh, there are quite a few active groups. PRISM is one of them, great example. Uh, and there are a lot of discussions going on there. Some of these ideas are definitely worth moving or kind of uh, uh, developing both in the BIM community and more, you know, bringing to our attention in a more organized way. So, yeah, this is exactly something that we need help with uh, finding this kind of or summarizing these discussions, you know, bringing a kind of more organized list of things uh, both to talk about in these spaces and the community in general. Um, because, yeah, like, uh, uh, <laughs> paradoxically enough, like, uh, uh, recently, BIM development has become more decentralized in many ways. Uh, like, it, it not uh, by adding necessarily kind of new people from the community, but also the core team that have developed BIM over the last few years has also been, like, kind of more, more decentralized in, in some ways. Uh, and then it means that... Uh, we do need this more effective mechanism to bridge over, uh, you know, this the gap or disconnect that happens between discussions that happen in the community and our internal kind of discussions, ideas, and, and things. So, one of the things that we do need, obviously, is feedback, right? So, let's say we talked about the possibility of creating decentralized bridges. What do you think about it, right? And things like that. But also ideas that come from within the community. For example, uh, you know, Dr. Rusky came up here and said, let's, you know, wrap BIMAX. It's going to be more useful than just wrapping BIM. Let's give it more utility. And this is exactly, like, it's great. It's great feedback. It's great uh, to, to hear that because this is exactly the, what we need, right? Uh, to, to kind of uh, open our minds and think about things that 
do not come to us like uh, uh, out of our kind of discussions. Um, uh, I would really love that like more people did say that, and they do say that in the, in the various communities that they're active either on Discord or on Telegram, in, in not only in Beam but also other communities. And unfortunately, I feel that uh, we kind of miss some of these ideas. So yeah, definitely this help will be very welcome and appreciated. Uh, we'll both, you know, talk about Beam and also um, organize all of these ideas and bring them uh, to, you know, to us or kind of organizing them, yeah. Absolutely. I, I have a follow-up question on the BMX stuff, and this is coming again from MasterQuest. Uh, he mentioned, or sorry, they mentioned that... Ah, the question is, when will Beam staking resume? And there's a bit of a follow-up, and it's talking about... And, and I think we've discussed this once before, but I am not technically adept to answer it myself. So when will Beam staking resume? And I assume this is talking about staking Beam for BMX. And the follow-up was, in the meantime, when staking isn't active, can we make it clear in the wallet that it's not active so that people aren't staking into the contract still? Yeah, so uh, the, the, the Beam staking that did happen a long time ago uh, it was of distributing B, uh, BMX uh, to some extent between the Beam community holders, right? And that's uh, uh, that's exactly what happened. And once again, it was limited to I think one percent or something of total emission, and n nothing like kind of happened since then, uh, because uh, so as you know, there is a, a specific allocation uh, within BMX Pi to the, the all of all of the like most of it, I think about sixty percent. Uh, don't, don't don't catch me on, on exact numbers. I don't remember, but uh, are allocated for like for community, and uh, these VMAX are still sitting there doing nothing because we couldn't find like an effective way to distribute. The idea was that once we will have uh, uh, kind of applications that you know that generate profit, then we will we will resume. But that didn't happen at least not you know last year. Um, so yeah, we definitely need to get get on that. Uh, it's more, it's less technical. It's more of a um, tokenomics, I would say, issue, right? That we need to kind of figure out how to continue with that. Yeah, and I and I think that like the as we release some of the applications, some of the depths, it'll become more clear uh, as to like staking and and what's needed and and where we can help to bootstrap liquidity via staking and this kind of thing. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I, what I think we should do uh, is, uh, and this is something that uh, uh, we didn't do properly, like uh, I, I, I think. Uh, we did talk about the roadmap in terms of the features and we did talk about the technology. I think what we do is to create a more clear path uh, uh, for BMAX value because uh, it... it it was created with an idea uh, of being this DeFi token that allows you to um, work with kind of the DeFi ecosystem on top of Beam. But I think that we did miss that kind of point, especially during the recent updates of the roadmap of how exactly this is going to happen. Like we have some thoughts that are not like 
properly organized. So what we need to do is uh, provide a clear uh, vision of how this is going to move forward. Totally, totally agree and note it. On that note, we have a request coming in from Tira. Let me accept that. Give me one second. Tira, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, if you unmute yourself, should be good to go. Uh, hello, can I uh, speak? Yeah, perfect. Oh, hello, guys. Um, so, um, I'm sorry if this was uh, has been already discussed before um, and to bring it up, but I'm just curious, how do you interpret this uh, recent delisting from Binance? Do you interpret it as uh, having to do with uh, Beam's privacy? It's just about uh, volume or what's your take on it? Uh, yeah, we, we did mention that uh, in the beginning of the call. Uh, the the, the answer is we don't exactly know uh, because it was not communicated to us. Uh, we only got notification, not notification, we just learned about this decision, uh, you know, from, from the Twitter, uh, just like everybody else. And there was no specific reason provided. I personally believe, and this is completely my uh, subjective opinion, that it has more to do with Trillium than anything else. Uh, Beam is a relatively high maintenance uh, coin to, 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 you know, to, to list on the exchange because it requires a dedicated wallet. It uh, requires a very elaborate scheme uh, for monitoring the assets that the exchange holds uh, because of the privacy and because of the internal uh, security requirements of an exchange. You cannot simply monitor the blockchain like you do with any other cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum. So what we needed to do with Binance is to design a, quite a sophisticated mechanism uh, called mirror wallets that you have two wallets. One of them has the permission to actually spend the coins and the other one only has the permission to kind of monitor uh, the state of, of, of these specific wallets. Uh, it, it's not a simple thing to maintain. And, uh, uh, you know, if you are following what Binance is doing, you saw uh, that Binance delisted quite a lot of tokens recently. Uh, I'm not familiar with them, so I don't know what the reasons are there. Uh, but it, I think it's part of this sort of kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, minimizing the, the uh, efforts required to support, to support coins that do not provide enough trading volume for them. So I believe this is the reason. I don't think it has to do with privacy specifically. Uh, but once again, this is my take on the situation. Um, yeah, but uh, like uh, I, I would say they, they uh, you know, said so, but uh, that's the best guess I can provide. Oh, thank you for the answer. Yeah, that makes uh, perfect sense. Um, yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish they did communicate it to you privately. I mean, it's a re really strange to for a project to find out through Twitter. Uh, yeah, like uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what their... Um, uh, motivation is but uh, it, it can be a lot of things it can be that they don't want to i don't know uh, give a project uh, if they're not familiar exactly with the the team or what the intentions are they don't want to give any preference for i don't know sailing before everybody else or whatever so in some sense like i, I can understand why they did it like that uh but i think that even if you do it like this maybe uh you know uh, after the fact, you can provide more clarity uh, on, on why this happened. Uh, 
just you know to make sure we we, we did uh, uh, keep our communication channels open. So like uh, there is still kind of a chat and there is a dialogue with their account man managing team, and um, I hope like one day uh, this might you know we, we might come back. Like we have absolutely nothing against Binance. Uh, no, you know, bad feelings that we loved being trading there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the situation as of today. I think Beam to scrap whatever money has left together and spend as much of it as they can on marketing because marketing has been the only aspect that has been hurting Beam for the longest time. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And this is exactly like what I me and the team and everybody else i think is trying to figure out when we're talking about marketing today how should we position ourselves uh should we position ourselves as we did until today because uh, let's go back a few years right 2019 when we launched the world was very different there was no DeFi, there was no nft there were a lot of layer one chains coming up uh less so in 2019 but definitely before that but even after you know solana is, is came, came after beam and uh, you know secret network came after beam uh it it was a kind of uh rebranding of an old called enigma before that but still these things uh and obviously i'm not talking about like all of the recent zk rollups projects aleo all, all those projects are uh, more recent than Beam. but there was an understanding that there are several different <laughs> uh, kind of uh, layer one chains with different functionalities. Maybe they will be breached or whatever. Um, and not to mention all of the, I call it the cemetery of Ethereum killers, right? <laughs> Cosmos, you know, Polkadot, all of this project, Cardano, God forbid. Uh, all of this came and said, we are going to be better than Ethereum. All of them are now still, they still exist, but they definitely not killed Ethereum in any way. Uh, and I think that most of the people would agree today that Ethereum is here to stay. And, and, and on the opposite, it became even more prominent, more, uh, you know, dominating in the market. Well, I don't think Beam should be a killer of anything. I mean, why are we here? Beam is, is private. It's programmable. It's about to be more programmable than Ethereum once you implement uh, the EVM. Um, just run on that. Yes, but still you need to answer the question, uh, I mean, something like why, right? Why, why, would, why would you go and let's say you're a new project. And, and by the way, we, we did talk to quite a few projects uh, in many different areas, not only in DeFi, but also in Web3. Um, and whenever a new project gets, they ask themselves, okay, which chain should we start with? What would be our first implementation? And in most of these cases, the answer is Ethereum. Why? Because the traffic is there, the liquidity is there, the users are there. Uh, it's a more standardized implementation. You can then port it to Polygon. You can then port it to uh, Binance Smart Chain. So it's kind of an obvious answer for the new project coming to market. Now, very rarely you do need like privacy, uh, you know, as, as a main feature of the project out of the get-go. There are very few projects today let's you know what let's take a, a in my opinion very simple example lens protocol lens protocol is a decentralized messenger uh web3 classic you know very uh you know uh, one of the i think uh, kind of uh, 
uh, examples of Web3 that comes to mind whenever you mention this. Did they, like, they're, they're handling data, they're handling identity. Did they ever talk about privacy? No. Why? And that's, that's exactly the question. That's the problem. And it's funny because, I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, truly, because maybe I don't know. But whenever you talk about Signal or Telegram or WhatsApp, there is always, it's, oh, it's not exactly end-to-end -end decryption. Oh, your privacy sucks. Oh, and Signal collects less data than whatever. But when you talk about lens, like, was there, like, is there a discussion out there how private this is? I didn't hear it. If you can maybe point me to it, it would be great. No, I agree. I agree. So there's got to be a market. I always was opt-in auditability at a privacy. Now you have programmability. So if I was a business, I wouldn't want any of my competitors know what I'm doing, how I'm spending my money, who I'm spending my money with. So therefore, I can stay private while complying with the entities that I need to comply with. So, I, I mean, you know, Beam has all of that. I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to market True. on, you know. True, true. But the problem with that is that opting out to the auditability uh, that we have been trying to kind of um, uh, for like business users and people who do have to comply with regulation, uh, it didn't catch. It didn't catch because it's still much more difficult to uh, regulate than uh, DK rollups. DK rollups, after all, is a centralized entity providing the rollup itself. Uh, yes, it's very secure. You can prove that all the transactions are going in or whatever, but it's still possibly uh, possible to sanction transactions. It's possible to censor. Uh, it's very easy to, you know, just contact this entity and, uh, uh, you know, basically get any information about the, un the, the transactions before they're being rolled up the chain. Um, so yeah, no, I, I get what you're that, saying, but I, I think Beam is unique, right? So it was just like Member Wimble was proposed, just like Bitcoin was proposed anonymously, right? Yeah, so you guys created a Beam out of a anonymously proposed protocol. Uh, you know, it, it's a unique thing. It's its own thing. I think Beam should run on its own steam. You guys are creating a DEX. If you do this thing correctly and do it right, uh, and uh, Beam might not even need to have any exchange at all. A lot of people do seek privacy, and the more they take it away from us today, you know, the more people are seeking it. And if Beam can build this type of ecosystem to where, hey, you need us more than you need, we need you, right? Because we have the exchange, we have the volume, we have every single chain connected to us. Anybody can stay private at any given time. Anyone can contribute. That's the dream. That's the vision. That's how I see Beam. So I think. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think what what you just said, like uh, I, I'm glad it's recorded. We will just you know cut this portion and we will just play it you know like a um, uh, standalone because yeah, that's exactly what we all feel, right? Absolutely. Uh, and somewhere uh, uh, you know not very very far from here, I hear Guy Koram clapping hands if he's listening. Uh, because, yes, that's exactly the point of what we are trying to do. But the thing is that we have two kind of, um, we have two steps here, right? The first step is to, to build the technology, and we did that. The second step is to find the best possible way to, uh, you know, it's called product market fit in kind of, you know, enterprise and investor circles. Uh, but in some way, it says, okay, now you have this, you, you have this thing that you want to provide. What's the best way to make it, uh, you know, a killer feature for something or a white, something more widespread? So this is exactly where we failed so far. 
because all of these technologies that we have created did not find this uh, sweet spot where the users can actually, um, you know, benefit from it in, in kind of larger communities. Yeah, like all, all of us here, we're all, all privacy maximalists, obviously, and we understand why we need that. Uh, very few people outside the community do understand or uh, even think about the things. And yeah, the awareness is not there. And yeah, that's exactly the, what we need to do in 2023. This is the year of that. Because as you said, in terms of the technology, we have everything we need. We have programmability, we have great privacy. Uh, the chain is very robust. We have a lot of tools. Um, let's find what's missing. Just the uh, awareness. Like a lot of people, they don't even know what's a, you know. They they people still think that. Well, I guess the main chain is. Uh, I guess Mimblewimble is the main. Um, like, they, they think Beam is vulnerable, right? From that old article from nineteen. Uh, what was it from two thousand nineteen? <laughs> right. So like that's yeah. how how far behind we are on, on education and marketing. You know, and, and uh, all of these great new features, all of these hard forks, and everything that was added to Beam. Half the people still think that Beam is still the same old chain that it was in 2019. And I, I think uh, a lot of uh, the yeah, price yeah, action, I, a lot of this is I, coming from... I saw from this recent, uh, recent tweets and, uh, you know, uh, people, you know, people really uh, got stuck in, 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 you know, when we launched. Uh, because back then there was uh, some attention, so people uh, noticed a few things, but they didn't kind of get updated to what we can do today. Uh, and I do meet people and, and I say, uh, yeah, we have smart contracts. Oh, yeah, when did that happen, right? So, yeah, we definitely failed in kind of bringing this awareness. Yeah, let's pick it up. I agree. Uh, it, it is definitely frustrating, like, to, to, to kind of meet people that say, oh, yeah, you and Green. And, and by the way, this is also, like, you know, uh, very interesting, right? Uh, uh, Beam and Green uh, are two pro projects that are kind of often mentioned together, even though <laughs> uh, the, the difference today is kind of worlds, worlds apart in terms of uh, features, in terms of uh, you know how much uh, uh, functionality we have created. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a problem. We have Tevra has his hand up. Uh, oh yeah, yes, very thank you. Um, no problem. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is that um, one difficulty I, I see is that when we talk about privacy, it's basically that um, like Monero already took that meme, you know, everyone just thinks Monero immediately when you think of privacy. And another thing is that what you mentioned, I totally agree, people still think of BIM as, um, you know, the, the other green, you know, the, uh, we're all stuck in that uh, uh, launch phase, so to speak. But um, I just wanted to mention, by the way, that uh, next uh, next week I will be also hosting a space with the Firo guys, and we'll talk about Lilentus and so on, and um, and some privacy and uh, aspects related to regulation also. And I would be, I would be happy if you could come on um, basically next Friday. Gladly. Gladly, oh, Firo, good Thank friends. You. Yeah. Uh, Fire are good friends. Lilantos is a great protocol uh, that we were very, very happy to implement and uh, kind of uh, made with Mimblewimble to create, uh, in my opinion, a very good uh, combination of, uh, of privacy, like both interactive and non-interactive. So yeah, for sure, we'll be very glad to, glad to participate.
How amazing. I will uh, send you a DM, DM sometime. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Um, yeah, so listen, uh, it's been great. We, we, we have run out of time and uh, uh, I still do need some things to unpack. Um, so <laughs> uh, let's continue this discussion. Uh, and uh, yeah, please, uh, please speak up, like, uh, you know, make sure with this, your opinions and, uh, you know, participate in our spaces. Uh, everything that was said today, I totally agree with. And uh, uh, we will provide a kind of, uh, I would say, a summary or like our, uh, our take of what we need to do in the next coming like, weeks and months uh, to address the things that were mentioned. Um, yeah, let's, let's keep uh, <laughs> bringing privacy to the world. I think it's a very noble and good cause. Um, definitely, definitely a road, long road ahead of us. Uh, and yeah, let's keep walking. Yeah, great discussion. Thank you. Absolutely. And I want to back that up with like one of the main reasons all of us are here for decentralized uh, finance and decentralized networks and this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and in my opinion, it's going to be even bigger in the future. And, and it's already showed like why it's relevant and why centralized stuff is, is far less relevant, uh, especially for individuals and, and companies and nations and all this kind of thing. Uh, Alex, I have a really small request. Uh, my quest just requested to speak, and I want to see if we can have two minutes sure. to, to see that. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's do it. Just in time, master request. And before you begin, I did notice you had a few more questions on Twitter uh, and mentioned in the chat on Telegram that we will get to anything that was a space. I'll answer directly on Twitter as well. But fire away, master request. may need to unmute yourself. Jake. Oh, I did it. <laughs> Hi. Um, I was wondering about the uh, X. Um, it's only for Chrome right now. And I was wondering if it will be available for Firefox in the future. And uh, The web wallet? Yeah, the um, web wallet which is probably going to be used for the DEX. Absolutely. Uh, good question. Let me check like uh, what effort is required to, to port it, and uh, I will get back to you. Uh, Firefox did, uh, like I, I didn't for, for a while of understanding. I think it's very, uh, I think it's compatible with most of the things that we did, uh, so it shouldn't be a problem. Uh, in any case, please open the feature request uh, uh, on the forum, uh, and uh, we will kind of uh, address that. But regardless of the feature request, I will also check and uh, get back to you with exactly what it means for us. All right, thanks. Yeah. Here, here comes the community development bounty. Exactly. Guys, thank you all so, so much for joining, and, and we will be back next week. Thank you we very much. We won't be going anywhere in the meantime. Mm, definitely not. See you soon, guys. Bye-bye.